Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading Song of Solomon, Chapter 6, from the World English Bible. Where has your beloved gone, you fairest among women? Where has your beloved turned, that we may seek him with you? My beloved has gone down to his garden, to the beds of spices, to pasture his flock in the gardens, and to gather lilies. I am my beloved's, and my beloved's is mine. He browses among the lilies. You are beautiful, my love, as Tirzah, lovely as Jerusalem, awesome as an army with banners. Turn away your eyes from me, for they have overcome me. Your hair is like a flock of goats that lie along the side of Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of ewes, which have come up from the washing, of which every one has twins. Not one is bereaved among them. Your temples are like a piece of a pomegranate behind your veil. There are sixty queens, eighty concubines, and virgins without number. My dove, my perfect one, is unique. She is her mother's only daughter. She is the favorite one of her who bore her. The daughters saw her and called her blessed. The queens and the concubines saw her, and they praised her. Who is she who looks out as the morning, beautiful as the moon, clear as the sun, and awesome as an army with banners? I went down into the nut tree grove to see the green plants of the valley, to see whether the vine budded and the pomegranates were in flower. Without realizing it, my desire set me with my royal people's chariots. Return, return, Shulamite. Return, return, that we may gaze at you. Why do you desire to gaze at the Shulamite as at the dance of Mahinaim? That is the end of chapter 6. Recall that in chapter 5, verse 8 of the Song of Solomon, the bride adjures the daughters of Jerusalem to tell her if they see her beloved. Adjure means to solemnly or earnestly urge or request somebody to do something. The King James Version translation says charge here instead of adjure. And in the Oxford Online Dictionary, they define this way of using the word charge as to entreat someone with a task or a duty responsibility. Then here in chapter 6, verse 1, we have the friends or the daughters of Jerusalem seeming to be answering with the question, where has he gone so that we may seek him? This reminded me of Isaiah 55, 6, where the people of Israel are told to seek the Lord while he may be found, and Psalm 27, 8, where it says, When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, I will seek. Then in John 12, 35, Jesus is reminding people to walk while they have the light, and Jeremiah 29, 13 says, Seek and find God when you search with all your heart. So this is a theme in the Bible regarding following God. The bride speaks again here in verse 2, and I must say that it is curious that the bridegroom has gone to his garden to pasture his flock. Again, this reminds me of Jesus going first to Israel 
but we do know from the New Testament that he is bringing those who follow him, whether they be from Israel or Gentiles, all into one body. And the bride here is certain of her standing with him. The phrasing in the second part of verse 3 was a little confusing to me. The New King James Version phrases it like it is reiterating that the bridegroom has taken his flock to feed among the lilies. Matthew Henry points out the contrast to chapter 5, verse 6, where the bride didn't know where the bridegroom was, but somehow she has come to have an assurance of where he is at the moment. Then the bridegroom is praising her beauty again, and Matthew Henry says this is where he thinks that the bridegroom returns to her and um, is a prelude to her t- him taking her away in verse 12. Even though the bridegroom has gone away, he hasn't forgotten his bride. Included in the description is the seemingly awkward comparison to 60 queens, 80 concubines, and lots of virgins without number. Part of the issue is that we know that at some point Solomon had many wives and concubines. However, there is no reason to assume he had them at this point, and indeed the whole poem indicates that he didn't and wouldn't make sense if he did. It seems the comparison is a general one, similar to the mention of the 60 men around the chariot in verse 7 of chapter 3. David Gusick says something similar to what I've just said, and Matthew Henry clearly holds this view that it's trying to make the point that she is more desirable than all other women, no matter their status or station in life. And as it says in the next line, she is unique. We might go back and notice this is very much like his description overall in chapter 4, verses 1 through 4, using a different military type of comparison because it talks about the army with the banners here. And this is a song, after all, and one of the features common in songs is repetition of theme. David Gusick suggests the description in verse 11 is his garden that the bride mentions in verse 2. So the bridegroom is checking to see if things are growing properly and if harvest could be expected. However, there doesn't seem to be agreement about who is speaking here. Is it the bride having gone to the bridegroom's garden? Is it the bride who set off in a chariot somewhere because in verse 13 they're asking her to come back? So some versions in the subtitles, I guess you would call it, attribute the line about asking her to return to either the lover, the bridegroom, and or the friends. And then the second part of the verse, some attribute to the lover and some attribute to the bride, the Shulamite. Attributing it to the bride herself seems odd to me because it would be the only place that I remember her referring to herself in the third person. And also at the end of this verse, the very end of the chapter, we have the use of this phrase, the dance of Mahinam, and it is um, a point at which we do not see the bride and the bridegroom separated again. Mahinam is a city, and it is first referred to in Genesis 32, verses 1 through 2, where Jacob names the place because of his experience with the angels of God. And it is also mentioned as a location many other places in the Bible. But here in the Song of Solomon, even though it could be literally translated as the dance of the two camps, it is often translated as Mahinam because there's a certain sense that this is a very special dance or reference. So I did a search on Mahinam. In the um, 
American Bible Society Atlas on page 11, map two, this map of Palestine shows this as a city just above the plain of the Jordan River, east of the river, not quite halfway up on the side from the Dead Sea to the Sea of Galilee. On map 28, which represents locations of Jacob during the time period of Genesis 27 through 35, it is shown in the same place. In Joshua 21:38, it is listed as an area associated with one of the cities of refuge, which Ramoth Gilead in the um, area of the tribe of Gad. In 2 Samuel 2:8, it is where Abner made Saul's son Ishbosheth king over Israel. Then in 2 Samuel 17:24, it is where King David was for a place of refuge when Absalom passed over the Jordan to come try to find him and apparently kill him so he could be king. And in 1 Kings 4.19, it is one of the regions that Solomon sets an official over. So this place was well known at the time that Solomon wrote this poem, this song, but I still think it gets back to the original use of naming the place that Jacob used because it's a reference to what he saw in the heavenly realm going on as compared to the earthly realm. So a reference of God coming and being with us and similar to the bridegroom being with the bride. I will link to sections in the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia and also Smith's Bible Dictionary that talk about Mahinam, as well as some of the Fawcett commentary on this. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today but not the end of our journey.